This is PBE Daily Early Morning Saturday Podcast, and I am Point Blank Kivumbi. Thanks for taking the time to join me on yet another episode. I'm glad I got to actually make this recording because I spent most of the the past couple of hours just either inking a piece of work or getting ready to go animate a piece of work and it was one of those things where like you know what i'm proud of the fact that productivity can be seen piece by piece and it, it one thing i've gotten to learn about my home and pc and my office pc is this it, when it reaches a certain level where even the scratch disc being cleared it doesn't make any sense now for the guys who get what i mean by scratch disc god bless you because you're part of a greater movement than anybody will ever get to understand and when i get to actually clear those out and i get to work, get the work moving sometimes the machine has lag and i really really just pause from drawing anything and then i come back to it thereafter and whenever i went through that during the holiday period i'd literally just stop myself and i say okay maybe this is the moment where you're supposed to actually take a break and i'd use those moments to actually relax and just let my mind free itself and just not be in a creative type scenario because i try as much as possible to push myself to create and make more things come to life and even now as we speak i'm trying to have a specific rhythm of work that actually continues to come out every chance i get and i think if i can maintain a perfect speed from the very beginning of the year and move in that speed i may be able to not only get more stuff done but also not burn myself out i still do intend to not take in any work that i know i'm not having the capacity to actually create it and two weeks may look like a long period for most people but it was a good enough vacay to self and i'll try as much as possible to take better care of myself and even the constructivity constructive sorry i don't even think that's a word the constructive existence that i'm I'm hoping to put for myself (laughs) out here and one thing i started looking at was the kind of relationship and conversations I've been having and there's this one lady I met in New Year's and this person was even the conversations we had the week after uh, the New Year came to pass uh, I came to learn a few things that it, it's good to know that there's more than one person actually can bounce ideas off and they get where I'm coming from with the kind of mainly the journey that I've I've experienced thus far it's really really dope that i get to see all these things come to life and the one thing i liked about this conversation is this we have in the last 10 years if not more any person who grew up in the 90s and began their proper adult life in the 2000s what we've been seeing is a bunch of things fall apart in the sense of how they were introduced to us and how we actually realized that maybe the person was putting this to us even they didn't realize that this was hogwash and it's why even the image i made for this podcast was i wanted it to be a lady because it's a lady who helped me actually understand these particular factors and i think it's only fair to give credit where credit is due i'm not going to say her name i'm just going to give her her homage with a caricatured image of a young girl being given a book to read and the book that we're given ends up coming up with a, a couple of things in the future we realize like uh, even the author of this book didn't know what he was talking about and i'll put it this way for any person who probably has never experienced this let me pitch you a picture from growing up in the 90s and i by the 90s i mean the late 90s going into the early 2000s when you had bad grades you'd get a lecture from your teacher you'd get a lecture from your parents You'd get scorned and mocked by your age mates, siblings, peers, or lack thereof. 
and you'd be given these books you're supposed to read to be potential inspiration for your next way forward and to see how you're going to make the next great thing come to life and it's books that ranged from rich dad poor dad to power of a dollar to gifted hands to the richest man in babylon and all these books they were, they're all introduced to you and the whole idea of like the early 2000s for most of us what we noticed it was this there was this slew of um snake oil salesmen and i call them snake oil salesmen in the sense of everybody's trying to give you a get rich quick scheme and it not only could it be in potential business in buying of stocks and stock market or be it in faith or you say you have to, you actually have to give a certain amount to the church so that the church could actually make successes for you through prayer and it, all these things that's why i'm calling them snake oil salesmen because when i heard about one of the authors of these books that i mentioned just now he went bankrupt and the kind of bankruptcy he had is where they have to liquidate his assets from what i understood and i could be wrong so for those the americans checking this out and for the kenyans checking this out since google is a, a creation of the states just next time you're online or if you're sitting online right now just type in chapter 7 bankruptcy and see what's up with that and one of the authors of this book actually lost money in that sense i want you to go up there and just find that for yourself and i think about the figures like the religious figures who ch church pastors who say they have to pass the gospel by actually having these perfectly executed jet planes and claiming that by giving a certain amount of cash you'll be able to fulfill certain things for certain families and growing up in that period where everybody's looking just for this shining light in the distance that never seems to find itself it turned into this thing where if you're willing to be conscious enough to actually step back and say i think they're having you on and read through that but then the problem with that is and the conversation with this lady proved it is we ended up being looked at as the rebellious kind and we end up being looked at as the vagabond who's not trying to toe the line because what is expected not only through the education system we grew up on and the the way society had been groomed you're supposed to toe the line listen to the loudest voice and not question that loudest voice or not question that loud authority and if you actually made the mistake and they call it a mistake to prop your chest up and look at this person and question what they're telling you you're even in a worse position than anyone else and that's because they cut you off from certain things you're supposed to do beautifully for a kid who grew up in that period when i finally discovered that i can walk away from that because i have the capacity of making things for myself it gave me a freedom that like i've never seen before personally the the one thing i've, I've gained and I, I've put it out there before and I'd like to revisit that particular statement yet again and it's that I know I come from a position of privilege in that I've been in a country that has been at peace for the longest time. I grew up in a middle class lifestyle and I had a, per, a parenting that had not only siblings involved and watching each other see how we could better ourselves in life but we wanted to really impress our parents and whenever we failed them it really bugged us and even the doctrine of, of religion I was raised in it really expects you to be the very best as far as being the good child the, the devoted child the disciplined child and all that but then when you grow older and you realize that this kind of regimental type living of which i enjoy the idea of routine and regiment i still have this thing in me that does not let me just accept that which i'm being told and that's because face value can always be deceiving as is proven by the different books i've just mentioned right now because in face value they make you think that this book is going to tell you 
that which is required for you to be able to exist and be successful and no one i think has the perfect formula of getting rich except maybe crime and when i think about some of the people who i really look up to in regards to the successes that they have as far as wealth is concerned some of these characters when i look I look at them when i see the numbers they have just like the previous podcast i made when i look at the numbers that they have and how they describe the kind of billions that they have and the money that they contain it makes you have this perception that maybe i can't even be close enough for that which they create and then i start thinking about the kind of numbers that they were putting out when i was growing older where you'd be told you're the top you're the top 30 under 30 or the top 40 under 40 and these numbers are these accolades are really really cool i mean they they make for a great piece of the portfolio that you're actually creating for yourself for the kind of careers you want to have in future but then when i started hearing that the way that that is calculated is they make an approximation of the potential that your company has it's the same way and this is how vague i am and i hope a person who actually understands the stock market could actually explain this to me my understanding of the stock market is this a product is created or a product a product is grown and this product there's an approximation of how much based upon a certain side kind of mathematics and an approximation that would give the potential wealth that could be garnered from this product and by finding the potential worth that could be garnered from it you could actually say okay i'll put my money in there in advance and if it surpasses even the amount i was hoping to get from that then the profits i make from that will lead to even more spillover of maybe carry that money forward and it turns into even more money as time goes by and so if if anything by giving the approximation of how successful something will be you'll be able to get the amount that you require from the jump from a person who potentially wants to be a part of that success and an agreement is made between these different parties and from these different parties the person is going to do all the or the actual toiling of making this thing come to life gets their money and then from the person who's facilitating this a particular agreement i'll make my money thereafter but that just seems like a gamble and that's why i've always believed in work that i've done send the invoice and await the check is supposed to get because that's actually practical it's tangible the work was actually created it's not a projection of the work being created the projection i give is a projection of time it will take to make the work come to life and it's never really a, a transaction where you get the cash up front before you start working but it's it really depends on the kind of body of work that you like to do and as a person who's been in 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 an office space with people who are willing to put money forward before anything happens like the biggest gamble i can actually say was when it comes to like the stock market type thing that i have is the film venture that i have in in partnership with uh, another company uh, sorry other companies and that was the only part i can say where they actually made a projection of how much money would be spent for making the thing come to life and then thereafter should it make even more than that which we used to create the product we will make the successes thereafter now this is a toss in the sky we don't know where fate will lead it all we can propose all we can know for sure is we're going to make the best product we possibly can we'll put the team together and with that team we'll make history by just proving that we can do it for ourselves and even if the first one is a mess we'll try another one because we've already proven to ourselves we have the capacity to make it come to life and that's the thing and then also there's the environmental scenarios that you have to consider Now notice of this has completely turned into a rabbit hole of talking about how potential stock market type things happen and I'm I'm the last person should talk to about being a financier I'm not that kind of guy I'm not that informed I'm just basically basing it upon the different things I've watched and the different creations that I've seen that kind of try educate me as best I can because I I I'm a guy who I'll read an article and I'll get bored by the fourth paragraph or I'll just lose my 
attention for a second, but so I have to take a walk and come back and start reading it again. That's the kind of person I am. And if it's actually read to me, it's even better. So that's why I love these uh, softwares that actually read stuff to you. Like shout out to PC for coming up with, for Microsoft for coming up with Read Aloud. It's an app on, on, on the Microsoft store. Just get it, load, the, load a PDF in there, it will read it to you. And you can continue working as you consume the information. If you're, if you're rigged the way I'm rigged, it'll probably make your life so much easier. Now, I look at these kind of scenarios and I look about, uh, at these particular takes of these situations and when I think about these books that we were given as kids and we were told that this is the way to do it, I remember even in high school being told by a teacher because I was a fan of the arts and theater that they said I was wasting my time because I wasn't trying to learn anything else that they were trying to teach me. I wasn't really saying, I, would, I wouldn't say I wasn't trying to learn it, it's just the interest wasn't there and because the interest wasn't there, it kind of affected to what extent I'll give my undivided attention to the work. And if it shows, even in the interaction that I have with the person I'm sitting down with, then of course, to a certain extent, I'll feel as if maybe this isn't for me. And I'm one person who's willing to put something down for a second and come pick it up later. Take, for example, my interest in history. It wasn't sparked in me the way it was supposed to, but I have an interest now my interest in literature and wanting to own books, I wanted to read books. I still haven't reached the level where I could actually say I can sit down and take 300 pages plus and learn them. I'm still learning how to do that. I'm trying to better myself by picking up things that I'm completely and utterly interested in. I even watched a video clip of a guy trying to school you on how to do speed reading and how to use your peripheral vision to actually be able to see the words without having, having to turn to them and going back to them to read them. And I take all that and I think about like, this is not stuff I was told when I was a kid. I would have loved to have been told when I was a kid that there's a thing called speed reading and there's a way you could actually sit down and run through a page and as long as you understand what they're trying to say because in many forms of literature people will actually go an extra mile of adding so many words in order to give beauty and add more platitudes to what the story is stephen king is considered very guilty of that fact that he says he they say he over explains i like that he over explains because it always feels as if we're inside the head of a person and the character and everything that they're going through in that specific moment and i love that because i know how quickly my imagination jumps from place to place and sometimes it feels as if, as if i'm having a dialogue with myself in my own head now take a character like that in me and Put that person in an education system or in a society that actually mocks you and bastardizes you because you can't really read like the next guy and they think by making me be compared to the next one that it's going to be make, make me feel bad. I mean, there's a formula I think unconsciously we we had with, with my siblings. Me and my siblings, men, like many of us have the gift of art, I think. And because we didn't want to have a moment where the mom and dad would say, why can't you do it like him? or why can't you do it like her, we all didn't do the same thing. We all found out different paths into our own different careers. And simply by doing that, we ended up having happy lives because if if the parent cannot can ha cannot given, uh, be given ammunition to compare us to each other and because the fields are different, then I think that just hook, line, and sinkle, checkmate, you can't really complain with that. But the thing about that is the one thing we have in common is we have this desperate need to succeed. Can you imagine a family where at least six of the ten siblings owns a company and it's their own personal company and they make sure they pay their taxes for that company and they make sure they do the due diligence to government and they do the diligence to, to, to clientele in their own individual companies and then when you sit down together you ask 
vast questions that actually have no relation sometimes and whenever something is needed for one person's company there's at least one person in the in the, in the family who could potentially be the person who could help make that thing happen and you make that company money you make that company money because you know full well that the successes of all these companies just means the next generation of kids born don't have to start from ground zero the more my pop traveled the more we got to learn that the formula of how we see how life and generational wealth happens has to change i've heard this time and time again by american bloggers and american journalists and american artists saying this is the first time in american history where they could have potential generational wealth in the african american community jay-z's success with hip hop music and the fact that his kids are going to be taken care of thanks to the fact that he became a billionaire from the craft and the different assets that he got thanks to his craft uh Beyonce or Beyonce Knowles uh Sean Diddy Combs uh Damon Dash as much as he's a controversial figure Damon Dash Bigsburg all these characters and basketball players LeBron James opening a school making sure his kid is taken care of hoping that the kid will actually play in the NBA with him all these small small things and i think them i think of all these things then i come back to the kind of upbringing i had where you're given these books that are supposed to tell you about being wealthy and being rich and the painful thing about these books and probably why i still call them snake snake oil salesmen is this you can't tell a person that the goal of being rich is everything the process of making the riches is how it's supposed to be because i've never really seen a clear and very blatant announcement of the timeline it takes for wealth to be created or for riches to be created it's always seen as if you just do something for 2 years and it blows up you do something for 4 years and it blows up and granted in the age of social media we've seen a lot of people being able to make millions of successes based upon first ventures and in a very short span of time take for example bloggers bloggers are great successes shout out to them video bloggers shout out to them and even the people who actually make vines and all these things they ended up making their way into television film and even making even more influential companies born there after which is great and i think the thing that works to their advantage is they had the skin in the game from doing them for so long that they were able to make something happen one figure for example his name is zoe on um instagram and zoe or zoe as as i perceive to call him he built his first house from the ground up last year and he shared that story on instagram and i was the happiest person i couldn't help but comment on his on his post telling him i'm proud of him i don't know this person from jesus i just follow his account and i like his posts but that he was able to do that for himself based upon the long term period that he was actually making what he was making i give props to that i give props to process even in academia the kind of learning we create for ourselves we hope to be successful and to get even more progress based upon us putting ourselves out there and seeing how far we can push the envelope and these are the things that keep me up at night second time in two episodes back to back i'm saying this because i think the fact that we didn't have a manual to know how to be adults is not something we can hold against our parents because i doubt even they, if even they had a manual and for the boomers the baby boomers that their, their generation had to realize that that create a country because they didn't know what a country was they just knew they grew up in a certain space and that space was theirs and no one came to take their space and now borders were created and education was brought to them a foreign education foreign faiths and all these things so now they're trying to adapt into that and then try raise a kid while you're still 
on your treadmill trying to figure out what this world is all about you'll try to find any tool that is suggested to you to actually suggest for the kid to make it better now some of us as millennials and generation x will complain about this but i'd like to be one of the few who gets where they're coming from and not really cause a ruckus and try as much as possible to just say hey the fact there's no manual for this it just means you have to do better as time goes by it's cool you tried and that you tried is the most important part of all you tried we're not gonna look down on that all i'll say is this a lot of those books that were brought to us growing up to try and explain how to be successful only gave us the idea of the receipt of success and not the real journey per se and that's why i never really liked those books because i've never really thought i'd give a person even more value to me because they were rich i'd like to see how they got rich and that's why i respect people for their work ethic and that's why when you look at a guy like um, like myself who's a comic book fan when i heard the story of image comics i liked the fact that they had a journey tied to what they did they looked at the numbers they gunned again back to the numbers stored conversation they looked at the potential they could create and how much exponential power they could have and they took a leap of faith it all still coins back to the leap of faith consider these facts there's no real foolproof way of making things happen because the world continues to change and even the ways to be successful continue to change and because the whole world is connected right now you can't say you're the first person with the original idea but probably you could be the first person who takes the idea that already exists and tweaks it to a better angle of how it's supposed to be done add more and add on say it with me be caesar or be nothing at all thanks for taking the time to listen to my podcast i'm very grateful for the, actually the, the different platforms that you listen to it and the love that you show and the strength that you provide it and i can't thank you enough for even taking seriously that which i say because it comes from my experiences and my experiences as much as i'm not trying to ingratiate myself to be above all else but that i'm even able to hang out with you like this i'm grateful until next time uno